Welcome, and thanks for checking out the Living Word Family Church Sermon Podcast. Before we get to the message, we'd like to invite you to check out Living Word Family Church if you don't already have a church home. For more information, you can check out our website at livingwordfamily.org. Good to see you all tonight. Glad you came out. And uh, hope you're excited about what God's doing in your life. Amen. 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 Turn to Joshua 1. Most of you know this scripture, but it's Joshua 1. How many of you know we live in a, a demonically influenced world? And in fact, Paul taught, says it like this. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood. How many of you know our fight isn't really against our neighbor, our family members, flesh and blood? It's against principalities and, and you know, powers from on high, wicked things in dark, you know, out of the darkness. And, uh, but we have victory over those things. Amen? So we have to understand that things come on us all the time. How many of you know you ever live under stress? How many of you have ever been stressed out? Maybe you are tonight. Amen? Maybe you're over, you know, but we're not to be overcome by stress. We're to be overcomers. And the, the doctors, I read somewhere where the doctors say that 60% of all sicknesses and, and problems, the physical problems, come from stress. And how many of you know that's one of the enemy's number one things to bring is stress? He likes to bring stress upon us. Well, over in Joshua chapter 1, and if I get in the right chapter here, or right book here, it would be a good start. Now, I may read off the, the, uh, the uh, screen up there quite a bit. Um, I told some people at prayer the other night, that probably, I probably did something that no one else has ever done. I ran over my glasses with a golf cart. So I'm wearing my pair before that pair. So when you read the text down here, you've got to get... So anyway, it was, it was good. I mean, I dropped them out of my pocket, didn't know it. I came back, and they were laying there. Jim Knight saw them, and they were laying on the, the concrete, and they had big... The, the, the frames were bent, but praise God, the good news was we bought insurance for 46 bucks. They're getting, they're getting the new ones back in tomorrow So with the lenses. So anyway... <laughs> Here's Joshua, and, and the Lord's telling Joshua, be strong, in, uh, verse 6, be strong, well, let's see, verse 5, no man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and of good courage, for to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to your, the, their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous. Now, isn't that, isn't that a funny thing to tell Joshua? Of course, here's Joshua. You know, he's followed Moses for 40 years. He's only 85. That gives us all hope, right? He's only 85 years old, and he's being thrust into this leadership. Of course, he's already been in leadership for 40 years. He's been with Moses as an associate, so to speak. But now he's the leader of this group, and God's telling him, be strong and very courageous, why would you do that? He said, well, you saw Moses go do all the great feats, you know, that he had done. But now he's going to take leadership. And God's saying, hey, you're going to, you have to be strong and very courageous because Joshua, not unlike us, goes through problems. He's going to have problems. How many of you know we're all having, can have problems? If you don't have any problems, you're probably over there in Mayview at, the, <laughs> at Mount Olive right now. You know, you're six feet under. Because there's always going to be problems in this life. But, but God's telling Joshua, what's he telling him? Be strong, Joshua. 
Be very courageous. He goes on to say in verse, uh, that you may be observed to do all according to the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from the right to the le- or to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. How many of you know when we start prospering, we're going to have to be strong and courageous? Amen? Because the devil's out to what? Kill, steal, and destroy. So he goes on to say, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it, for you will then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. For I have, not, I have commanded you, be strong and of good courage. There he says it again. Do not be afraid or dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. See, we live in a world today where there's pressure all around. <laughs> I don't care who you are. You're going to feel pressure from somebody somewhere. At, you know, you don't have to do anything but watch a little bit of the news and, and tell where our nation is in a mess. It really is in a mess. But if you watch too much of that news, guess what? You're going to be depressed. I can guarantee you, you'll be discouraged, be depressed. But God has said, hey, to us tonight, what's he saying? Be strong and be courageous. Amen? We might be in problems with with family. We might be in problems with our job. We might be in problems out here financially. We might be probably going through some sickness. But what's he telling us tonight? Be strong and very courageous. Amen? It goes on to say, you ever think about uh, heroes? You know, most, most people, you ever heard somebody that's done something, you know, like a Medal of Honor winner that's done something uh, well and, and saved a lot of people or whatever, or maybe somebody jumped in a, a river and saved somebody from drowning or, uh, you know, and they're really heroes to us, but to th- themselves, they're not. It's like, this is, this is just what I did. This is what I do, Right? You won't, you won't, a true hero, you won't have him, you hear them bragging about themselves. Well, things are going to happen. And and how do we deal with things? We can be a hero, a true hero, where we deal with it, or we we can just turn and run from it. And I, I, I like to think that we can be strong and very courageous about anything that comes against us. How about you? How about you? I mean, can you, don't give up. (laughs) <laughs> don't give up in the middle of the fight. How many of you know it's, it's very, uh, uh, I don't know if you've ever felt it, but it's very opportunistic to say, I'm just going to quit. You know, that's what the devil wants us to do as Christians. He wants us to quit. You know, a lot of people quit going to church, quit serving God because they've got offended or they've got upset or over something, and they won't deal with what they have to deal with, so they run down the road. Now they quit. They're out of the fight. How many of you know we got to stay in the fight? Amen? So he's telling Joshua, be strong and have good courage because there's things going to come at you that, as they did with Moses, but I was with Moses and I'll be with you just like I was with Moses and you can go through everything you need to go through because I'll be with you. Amen? Amen. Now we, we know <laughs> most of us wish things were real easy, don't we? Real easy. Everything would just go smooth all the time. I mean, you know, that doesn't happen too often anymore in this life. Isn't that true? You wish you could have kids, and they all they grew up, and they were just so nice, and nothing ever happened. You had a wife that was great, and she never complained, and had a husband that was always good to you and never did anything, and you never had any fights. You never had anything going wrong, and, and you know, and the economy was working out, and everybody's prosperous and making a lot of money, and the nations around the world are not, uh, like uh, it says in Acts chapter 4 and also in, in uh, the Psalms, why do the nations rage? 
Well, we know why they rage. In Acts chapter 4, when it says, why do their nations rage and come against the uh, Christ and his king. Uh, there, it's a thing against Christianity. I don't know if you've ever, see, ever looked at it strongly, but what this, the devil is out to get is the Christians. So we're to stay, what are we to do? We're to be very strong and courageous. Amen? Don't back down from the fight. Don't back down from what's going on in your life. Just get up and keep going. Like, like the psalmist said, when I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will what? Fear no evil, for thou art with me. So when you're going through hell, what do you don't do? You don't stop. If you stop and you park there, guess what? Where do you park there? You park there with your mind. So you begin to think on the things, and they become bigger and louder and larger than God's deliverance. They do. Isn't that true? Now, if I get close to five to eight, you tell me, because my wife is back there and, and <laughs> beginners. So... But see, that's not going to happen. Everything isn't going to be smooth and easy. Because who's the prince of the power of the air? Satan. Isn't it right? And he comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And our father, Adam, gave up his rights. So we, as a world, we live under a curse. But we've been delivered from the curse. But we have to know it, and we have to stand on it, and we have to fight the good fight of faith. How many of you know you've got to fight sometimes? to break through that stuff that comes against you. Amen? So he tells, be strong and a very, very courageous. So he says here in verse 9, he says, have I not commanded you? Be strong and of what? Good courage. It takes courage to do things that you don't want to do. It does. How many of you got things you've had to do that you really don't want to do? Amen? But you do it anyway? You, you buck up and you say, no, I, I'm going to do this. Amen? It might be on your job. might be in your relationships with your family. might be all kinds of things. But you say, no, I'm going to do this. But he said, be courageous. Do not be afraid. I mean, even though it's so easy to be afraid today, fear is a real force. <laughs> Faith is a force, but so is fear. People stop doing things that they know they should do because of what? Many times fear. Many times people won't step out in boldness. That's why those apostles, or Peter and John, came back and they prayed for what? Boldness. Amen? Because you if you don't have boldness, guess what? You can back down when the adversity comes, when somebody challenges you over your faith. How many of you know we're living in a nation today, but that might come sooner than we know? I'm talking about nationwide. Do you know that there, there, I, I looked on the Internet the other day, and they had something pop up on, uh, on the news about the 10 people in history that really weren't in history. Guess who one of those people were? Yeah, they went down through the list, you know. They went down through King Arthur and William Tell, and, and they said, no, it probably wasn't William Tell, and Mary Magdalene, and, but you know, who, who, who get, guess who the number one person was? Jesus. Now, you and I know better than that, but you get the normal everyday reader of that stuff that has not, no insight about Jesus, don't even care about him, doesn't want to know anything about him. Yeah, he's just a fictitious character or somebody else. He was an imposter. He wasn't real. You see what I'm saying? In California, I heard, uh, some of you may have heard this. They're trying to make, you can re read this book as a textbook and not as the Word of God. They're trying to do that. If you don't know that, we're living in kind of a, 
uh, um, middle America is kind of what, you know, you don't hear all that so much. But you know, the coast, which may fall off someday for the, <laughs> I don't know if they will or not, but you know, they're trying to do things that the whole nation is going to have to do someday. Do you know that there may come a day where you can't, we, you, we won't be able to come in this building by ourselves and, or uh, as we are now? No, that's, that's hate speech. You're saying something from this Bible, and the, and the Bible is a hate book, right? You think, I'm, you think I'm kidding. This is what we're living under. But there's all kinds of stress. But here's what he said. Don't be discouraged when you're going through problems. Don't be depressed. How many of you know depression is a thing that it's so prevalent in the world today that antidepressants are, are the one, number one drugs that are being sold? Now, I don't, I don't disagree. Sometimes we need that. But you know what? We have somebody that told us don't be depressed or dismayed. Why did he tell us that? He tells Joshua that. Don't be afraid. Don't be dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. You know what separates us from the uh, normal uh, secular world? We got somebody that's going to go with us everywhere we go. He's going to help us through every crisis and every situation if we'll ask him, right? Amen. I was, how many of you remember, I was telling a couple people, Paula and, and Beth, uh, remember the old Ron Cannoli uh, uh, album? Call him up and can't stop. Yeah, lift him up and, and call, but it's called, that one is, I can't stop praising him, so you call him up, you know, and it's Jesus, Jesus. And I, I'm, I'm, I, I found it on the internet and I'm just rapping to that. And I'm getting happy. Because I'm thinking about him who paid the price for everything I need. When I'm going through trouble, he, he'll be with me. I, I, I don't have to be dismayed. I don't have to be depressed. Well, all hell's breaking loose. Yeah, but I'm going on through. Not staying. Walking on through. Walking on through. Not staying. Walking on through that hell. Amen. He's going right with me. I got somebody that's going to stick with me closer than a brother. Amen. Amen. You have to think about those things because it's so easy. You can be, you know, you can be praising God at a clear day at noon. I, like I tell people, it's easy to do that. But you know what? Something can move in. The clouds can move in and it get dark real quick. And you don't even know why you're in that mode. So you've got to fight to stay out of it. Amen. But we've got a way to stay out of it. But God tells us, according to what Paul said to Timothy, Timothy's being intimidated by these other, he's, Timothy's a young pastor, and he's being intimidated, and he said, Timothy, in, in 2 Timothy 1, 6 and 7, Timothy, stir up that gift. Fan in the flame that gift that's been given to you by laying on your hands, by laying on of hands, right? For why? Because God hasn't given you a spirit of fear or timidity, but power, love, and a sound mind. So he says, what's our responsibility? Timothy's responsibility was, Paul says, you stir it up. You think about the one that can bring you out of the darkness into the light, bring you out of the problem. You can't see the end of it, but he's going to bring you out. Amen? Don't stand there and say, well, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know nothing. Hey, I don't, I don't even see any way out. Well, trust the one that gives you a way out. But you have to stir yourself. We all have to do that. See, we're not exempt from that. Sitting in a pew, standing up here, 
big ministry, little ministry, no ministry, whatever. We all have a ministry, you know that. But we all have to do the same thing. We have to recognize who we are and who Christ is in us. When we begin to recognize he's bigger than the problems I'm going through, bigger than this time that I'm going through something. How many of you know you can walk through something, get out of it, and go walk right into something else? So what do you got to do? You got to keep going. Got to keep going. Say, I refuse. Say, I refuse. Say, just say it. Say, I refuse to walk in fear. Amen. You got to refuse it. You got to say no. You know, that's why we have a, a word of uh, a faith. We're the word of faith, where we speak the word of faith. We speak the things. Amen. We, you know, like Paul, or, uh, Paul spoke to uh, fevers, or Peter did. And then, but you can speak to your mind. Line up with the word of God. Get happy. Well, how can I be happy? Because the one that <laughs> the one that you know as Jesus can deliver you from the problem you're having. But I, but Paul said to, to Timothy, "You stir it up, fan it, fan that flame." And when you begin to praise God, and you get that, you know, <laughs> what did Paul say? I know he was it was seeing with Agrippa, and I know it was. He said, "I think myself happy." Now, why did he think himself happy? Because he was right in the place that God said he was going to be. He was, he was at the place. But he also thought, I'm happy. I'm doing what God told me to do. When you, when you stir yourself up in the calling that God has put upon you, you'll go through stuff and you'll keep, keep going, going. Amen? You won't stop and quit. How many of you know every one of us has a gift that we're to have for the body of Christ, and if the devil can get you mad or get you upset or get you uh, uh, offended and you walk off, you're, you, you've deprived the body of Christ from something. And maybe somebody that wasn't even a member of the body of Christ yet. It's not that problems won't come. It's not that stress won't come and, and uh, problems won't come, but it's how we deal with it. We deal with it by going to the Lord. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Delight yourself in him, Lord. I'm delighting myself in you. Amen? So he said to, to uh, Joshua, be strong and of good courage. Let's go on. Don't be afraid. Amen? Decide not to live in fear or worry, anxiety. Not going to live in it. Amen? First Peter verse 6 and 7. These are all scriptures you know. How many of you know we need to be reminded all the time about what we see in the Word? How many of you know you can forget things just like that? <laughs> it's like, like uh, you can walk out of a meeting tonight and somebody say, well, what did he preach about? I, I, I don't know. I can't remember. Right? So what, what good is a Bible lesson if not applied? Right? What good is it to hear something good that will help you put you over in, in, in times of adverse circumstances and not apply it? Not worth anything, is it? But in, in, in 1 Peter, you know this scripture. If I get 1 Peter, well, I'll just read it. Therefore, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. Casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. Casting all your care. You know, if you're going to keep the care, 
Would that be an act of pride? You're not going to trust God in the midst of your trouble? Is that an act of pride? I don't know. I think it is. This is too big for you, Lord. This is too big for you. So I'm going to hold on to this. I'm not going to roll this care over into you because I, I, I just have to hold on to it. How many of you know you can hold on to something you really don't want, but you just hold on it because been, it's been a habit of yours? You've got to get used to casting it over because it's going to keep coming back to you if you don't. And if you keep doing it long enough, say, no, I, that's, that's not my problem anymore. I've given that to the Lord. Now, it doesn't mean you, you're exempt from doing what you know to do, right? But you don't let, sit there and worry and carry the care all around all the time. Keeping the cares, to me, is not being humble. If you really want to be humble, humble is finding out what the Word of God, to me, is what the Word of God says and then doing it. Humility isn't, oh, poor me. That's not being humble. That's being prideful. Why? Because the Bible says, I'm not poor. <laughs> I've been made rich through Jesus Christ. Amen? So you got to agree. Who are you going to agree with? Let God be true and every man a liar. So if you're lying to yourself, I, got, I don't know what I'm going to do. I just can't roll it over. I just got to hold on to it. No, but nothing is, is, is going well for me. Well, guess what? That's pride. Because if you give it to the Lord, he's going to help you through it. You can pray in faith. You can stand in faith. You can't. It, listen, when you're, when you're all tormented and uptight about things, your prayer is not going very high. Amen? If you're going to pray in faith, you've got to cast the care of your problems over onto him and begin to find scripture that says, I can get through this. God has made a way. There is no temptation that's not common to man, but whereas God is faithful, who has made a way of escape. Amen? How do you escape? You cast it over on him, say, and you begin to say what God says about your situation. You find promises, and you begin to stand on them. Amen? See, we can't make other people do it, but we can do it ourselves. But what's it say in verse 8? Got verse 8, John. I don't know if I put that up there. Just be sober. How many of you know it's so easy to get drunk on the cares of life? Isn't it? Be overcome. Be vigilant. In other words, because you're what? The adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. How many of you know he, you don't have to be one he devours? Oh, hell, breaking loose, but I ain't taking it. I ain't going with it. Now, I got to do certain things in life. I get, but what, what's the major thing I got to do? I got to draw near to him. That's the next verse, I think. Number nine, verse nine. Resist him steadfast in the faith knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. Don't ever get the thought, well, I'm the only one that ever goes through this. You don't understand, Mike. You don't understand what happened to me. Listen, everybody has had things happen to them, and everybody has had problems and will continue to have problems until that, like that song, he is returning again. Until he returns again or we go to him, we're going to have some problems. So don't think yourself... Well, you know, I just have these problems, you know. Nobody else knows about my problems. Get a life. Everybody has stuff. Stuff you, maybe not of your own making. Maybe it is of your own making. Doesn't matter. Get rid of it. Amen? Amen. Got to remember who the enemy is. Don't let him in. Resist him. 
Now go to 2 Corinthians and verse, or chapter 11. Paul went through all this stuff. He went through all kinds of stuff. This is a reminder. When you think you're going through bad stuff, just start looking at what the Bible says about some of these people that got martyred for the kingdom of God or went through all kinds of trouble and went through hell, really. Amen? Talking to a guy today, his mother's been in a wheelchair for a long time and she's had a stroke and, she, and, and different things while they were growing up. And she, he said, you know, it really taught us some good lessons. He had and his brothers. He says, taught us some good lessons how to persevere and how to be strong. He says, but she wouldn't let us. She wouldn't pity herself. And she said, he said one time, he was in high school, this guy said, he said, I was in high school and I hurt my leg and couldn't play football for a while and I was moaning and groaning and then I, when I went to the, I had to go to the emergency room or something and there's a guy there with no legs. <laughs> you, you, you know, our problem is not as big as we think it is sometimes. Amen? But here's Paul. Keep an eye on the time. In verse 23, now they're challenging him, him about his apostleship, about him being a minister. And he says this, are they, are they ministers of Christ? I speak as a fool. I am more in laborers, more abundant, in stripes above measure, in, pris- in prisons more frequently, in death often. Death often. From the Jews, five times I received 40 stripes minus one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked a night and a day, and I have been in the deep in journeys, often in perils of water, in perils of robbers, in perils of my own countrymen, in perils of, my own, of the Gentiles, in perils of the city, in perils of the wilderness, in perils of the sea, in perils among false brethren, in weariness and toil and sleeplessness, often in a hunger and a thirst, and fasting often in cold and nakedness, besides the other things. The other things. The other things. I'm saying, my goodness. I don't want one of those things, and here he is going through all these things. But he goes on to say, besides all these other things, what comes up on me daily? My deep concern for all the churches. That word in the old King, the old King James, uh, concern, is care. And it's the same word that Peter says, casting all your care. So Paul's saying, hey, I'm going through all this. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? Well, he, he prays and he asks the Lord over in chapter 12, and I'll just read a little bit of it in chapter 12, and he says he had this me- uh, messenger, Satan, come to buffet him, and, and lest I be exalted above measure. Now concerning this thing, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it might depart from me. In other words, he's going through hell, and he's saying, take it all away from me. So what's, what would be the only way it would be taken away from him? He'd be at he'd be dead (laughs) really because it's going to come against him and it's going to come against us but he says this here's what the lord says concerning the thing i pleaded three times he says i'm praying and then the lord said my grace paul is sufficient for you amen for my strength is made perfect in weakness Therefore, I most gladly, I would rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in the infirmities and reproach, in needs, in persecutions, in distresses, for Christ's sake, for when I am weak, then I am strong. Paul says, I'm casting that care on him so I can get his strength 
to get through what I'm going through. How many of you understand that? Don't carry that stuff. Say, Lord, that doesn't excuse you from doing what you have to do. You know? You have to live life, but you don't have to carry the care and the worry of it. If Paul could say this after going through all he had been through, guess what? We're not to do that either. We're not to carry the care. I'm going through. When I'm walking through the valley, I'm going through. I ain't stopping. I'm ca- the Lord is with me wherever I go. Amen? Amen? Hebrews 13.5, he is with you wherever you go. Hebrews 13, 5, and the Amplified says this. I love it. All right, what's it say in Hebrews 13, 5? I will never leave you or forsake you. That's what God told Joshua. That's what Jesus tells us. I'll not leave you. You're going through trouble? Here it is. So take comfort in, and be encouraged and confidently and boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not be seized with alarm. I will not fear or dread, or be terrified. Wow. What can man do to me? Amen? What can, what can the devil do to me? What can the devil do to you if you take that attitude and you begin to rejoice in the Lord? Now, quickly, we, we're running short on time. I just want to give you a few things you can do. Amen? Paul went through a lot. What do we do when we're in the midst of trials and storms? Well, there's a number of things we can do, but there's some real quick things you can begin to do over in Philippians 4. Philippians 4, 4, one of my favorite passages of Scripture. Rejoice in the Lord always. Well, when it's all going good, when there's no problems, no, always. What is always? Well, say it louder so I can hear it. What is always? Always is always, right? Again, I say rejoice. Amen. Rejoice. If you want to begin to come out of trouble, begin to rejoice in the Lord. Begin to praise his holy name. Begin to stir yourself up. Begin to do the things you know to do. Put on your praise music. Begin to dance around your room, you know, or wherever you're at. Don't dance in your car, but, you know, put it on cruise and sing the songs. But do something. Amen? Praise God. Listen, we know David came out of that. We know David was a psalm, the psalmist. He wrote all those psalms. What was David? David was a worshiper and a praiser. When all the trouble came at David, we've read those things before over in, in uh, 2 Samuel 30, where he's been taken, uh, his family's been taken captive, and they're wanting to stone him and do all that kind of stuff. And everybody's mad at him. How many of you know people get mad at you sometimes, even the closest people? Well, what did he do? He encouraged himself. And strengthened himself in the Lord. And, he, and how do I know he did that? How did he did that? Well, it talked about him dancing before the Lord. It talked about in the Psalms how he praised the Lord. He magnified the Lord. He blessed the Lord. He, he was, you know, always exalting the Lord, was he not? So if we begin to exalt the Lord over the problem, it be, it, the problem gets smaller and smaller and he gets bigger and bigger. But how do you do that? You've got to open your mouth and say something. You don't have to tell everybody. You can do it yourself. In fact, you should do it yourself. Then you can walk around with a smile on your face when everything's kind of going south. You know what I mean? Serious. Praise the Lord. But he goes on to tell us in that, in verse 6 of that Philippians, 
Be anxious for what? What's nothing? It's nothing, right? But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving. Man, can you thank God tonight? Lord, I'm thankful. I know you. I thank you that I'm saved, filled with the Holy Ghost and power. You know, some people are filled with the Holy Ghost but don't have no power because they're not saying it. They're not demonstrating it. They're not. You, listen, you preach to yourself before you try to preach to others because I guarantee you they'll know whether you're, <laughs> you got it or not. Isn't that right? But he says, be anxious for nothing but for, uh, with thanksgiving. Let your requests be known unto God. And then what's it say? And peace, the peace of God. How many of you know the peace of God? You can lay your head down and sleep at night and not be so anxious. And when the devil wakes you up saying, this ain't going to happen, this ain't going to change, this is not going to be all right. No, shut up, devil. I got the peace of God. I'm praying in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. I got, and it goes on to say, well, surpass all of understanding. And people will say, I don't understand you. You're going through all this, and you still got a smile on your face, and a, you know, and you're stepping kind of high. Your head's held up high. Amen. How do you do that? Because that's what he said. Paul knew something about that, didn't he? We just read over in 2 Corinthians what he had went through. And he said, yet, he's telling those people at Philippi, this is how you get victory in your life. Don't be going around uh, uh, with the mully grubs and down in the mouth. Begin to rejoice that your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. Amen? And then you begin to be anxious for nothing, and you begin to pray, and, and, and then it says, it passes all understanding. Well, guard your what? Your heart and minds through Christ Jesus. Amen? So that means we have to actively be engaged with the things of God and the Word of God. Isn't it true? And it goes on, the next one goes on to say, this is how you keep it. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are noble, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there's any virtue in anything, 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 praiseworthy, meditate on these things. What's, who's praiseworthy? Jesus. Amen. Make him bigger and louder and larger than your problem. Don't stop. Keep going. We all have something to do for the kingdom. We don't want to get disqualified. We don't want to get disrailed, derailed. That's an old railroad term. <laughs> First time I ever went to work, I was just, just off my student trips and working for the old P&E Railroad that people ride their bikes on the path now, what used to be the P&E Railroad. I was coming out of Indianapolis and had three engines and Weeds were all in this little house track where I had to back in. I didn't know what a derail was. Back them up. <laughs> Three engines on the ground, just like that. And you know what put it on the ground? A little piece of steel about this big set on the track. It guards the track so the cars won't roll out of the track onto the main line. But you know what? They got the, they got the engines back up. We got back on the train. We took off. So when you, something comes to you kind of derail, trying to derail you, you just get back up, hook back up, and keep going. Amen? That's what we do. That's what we do. If we don't, we might as well be just like the people out here in the world, going nuts. Amen? How about we just go nuts for Jesus? Amen? Last scripture, I think. 
Well, it must be good. It's time to quit. Matthew 11, 28 through 30. This is what he says. This is, this is the word of the Lord. Come to me, all you labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for what? Your souls. Here. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. What's your soul? Your mind, your will, your emotions. Where do you get attacked at? In your mind, your will, your emotions. Because our emotions won't be overcome if we don't get rest, if we don't have his peace and have his joy. Amen? Amen. Praise team, you can come on up. I should have called you up before this. Praise God. Let's practice this. Hey, practice isn't a bad word. <laughs> you know, it depends on what you're practicing, I guess. But when you practice the word of God, it will become a reality to you, and you'll be an overcomer and not be overcome. That's what we're looking for, right? in this stress-filled world we live in. Amen? Because we want to be victorious in all that we do. And we want to hear, well done. I don't know about you. The older I get, and you're all getting older too, don't, don't, don't get smug. But we're all getting closer to seeing Jesus. And I want to go out, you know, doing what I know to do and what he's told me to do. And you can too, right? Amen. Amen. Why don't you stand up with me? I want to pray for you, and then I want to see if the Lord has anything else to do. Father, we pray for, I pray for my brothers and sisters, and I pray. I know so many times we go through heavy, heavy things that are hard at the moment. But I thank you, Jesus, that you said you'd never leave us or forsake us. And you always make a way out where there seems to be no way. So I thank you for this body of believers right here, that they'll be able to cast their care over onto you and walk in faith and delight themselves in the Lord and be free from the bondages of fear, anxiety, and worry. And know that you're always with them. Give you praise and thanksgiving that you're a wonderful God. You haven't left us helpless or hopeless, but you've given us courage and told us to be strong and very courageous. We can do that because you said we could. So we thank you for this night. This night, that we walk in freedom and in peace and enjoy the Holy Ghost. We give you all the praise for that. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening. We hope that this message encouraged and equipped you in your walk with Christ. Make sure to follow us on Facebook or Instagram to stay updated with what's going on at Living Word Family Church. Have a great day.